give yourself permission to practice in small ways. There could be things you could change that have a quantum effect on how you feel and how you show up. Welcome to the Productivityist Podcast. It's me, Mike Vardy, and this week on the program, I'm joined by Jenna Britton, who made an appearance at the Big Ready in 2021. Now, Jenna and I really hadn't had a chance to get to know each other until we were introduced by our mutual friend, Vanessa Tharp. And we really clicked when we first got a chance to chat with each other. Now, Jenna is a clarity coach and she's a writer living in Portland. And she uses human design to help folks identify who and how they are designed to be and illuminating the authentic ways they can show up in work relationships, their purpose and more. And she's been a freelance writer since 2012. She has shared feature articles and personal stories that highlight her own journey to clarity, authenticity and personal fulfillment. We get into a bunch of stuff in here. She also gave a TEDx talk, by the way, on how story has the power to change your life. And I'm a big believer in story. I love the idea of chronicling your journey when it comes to productivity and time management. We get into a lot of stuff during this conversation. So let's get to it. Here's my conversation with Jenna Britton here on the Productivityist podcast. I'd like to welcome Jenna Britton to the Productivityist podcast. Jenna, thanks for joining me today. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. You're appearing at the Big Ready, and by the time this full episode air, airs, this event will be done and we'll be ready to move on to the next. Um, but first, I want to talk about what you're working on first. What's the kind of stuff that you do, and what kind of got you into doing that stuff? Because listeners here are like, okay, who's Jenna? I want to know more about her. Let's dig into that to start things off. Awesome. So I am a clarity coach and a creative nonfiction writer. I have been writing forever. I and I, I feel like a lot of writers say that, but truly, I mean, from the time that I was very young, I was just making up stories and that's what kind of led me down a career path of communications, marketing, PR, that sort of thing. And eventually I just figured out, I like writing personal essays. I like writing about my life. I like processing and figuring out through the written word. Um, and I eventually turned that into a weekly newsletter where I share a personal essay and that kind of also led to the coaching business and the clarity coaching because so much of what I was figuring out in my own life was uh, was the clarity that I needed in my work, in my relationships, um, even in my purpose. And so now I'm doing that work with other people. I use a tool called Human Design, which is sort of a self discovery system. It's like a I think of it as if astrology and uh, a personality test had a baby. Right. So it's yeah. a little bit it's a little bit esoteric, but yep. um, it's very very cool, very complex and comprehensive, and kind of brings a lot of different modalities together. And so I'm able to use that and sort of look at my clients' charts before I work with them and not necessarily give them a reading, but use it as sort of a guide to help ask questions and um, help them figure out the answers that I, I believe are truly already inside of them. But sometimes we just need a little help to uncover. You know, it's fascinating. Your journey from a writer to the coaching practice is not, a, not unlike mine, where I was like writing about productivity, trying to mm-hmm. bring more of the humanity into what could be often inhumane, like the yeah. level of, and then from there, I remember having a conversation with someone at a conference and I was trying to earn a little bit more money doing this. And they said, you should just coach it. You yeah. should just become a coach. 
and that led me down the path of coaching. What was the trend? Like, I mean, obviously you're doing both, but the impetus to do clarity coaching, because mm-hmm. I mean, I wrote about productivity and now mm-hmm. I'm teaching about productivity. You're not necessarily writing about clarity, but then yeah. clarity is kind of the, what, why clarity, I guess is, is the big question. I think for me, because that's what I was seeking to gain through my writing. I wasn't necessarily writing about the process of it. Um, you know, saying out loud, like this is, I'm looking for clarity on this and this is how people find clarity and reading books on it and whatnot. It was more so that I was recognizing the different tools that I was using and the different processes and the different um, coaching modalities that I was seeking out and investing in that were helping me to gain clarity in my life. And so it felt very much like a teach what you need to learn sort of thing where I was like, okay, this is working really well for me. And if my experience and the things that I'm learning about and gaining can help somebody else do the same thing without maybe, you know, buying all the books and going to all the workshops and investing in several different coaches and kind of piecing it together themselves the way that I have, then hopefully I can be a good and valuable and transformative investment for someone else. You know, I I was thinking about this today, um, completely, not really, it's more of a sidebar, but I think it'll, it'll kind of indirectly relate is I was upstairs uh, between appointments. Today was a very full schedule for some odd reason. I try to keep things fairly, you know, yeah. I try to keep my days as as ease filled as possible. But obviously with an event coming up and a lot of things, it wasn't, wasn't, it doesn't always go that way. Mainly for, I guess, for lack of clarity because clarity affords yeah. focus. We've heard that before. But one thought that came to mind, and I, I love to dictate what I want to write into my phone using drafts, is the phrase, dismissing it out of hand came to mind out of nowhere. And I thought when you dismiss something out of hand, I think you're limiting yourself because you're not leaving room for something to be considered. Mm -hmm. And my question to you, especially around clarity is how important do you think it is? Or do you think it is important at all for you to, when something comes your way to not dismiss it out of hand because you could learn something from it and gain clarity. Is that something worth exploring? Absolutely. Because I think that another way that I have phrased it is just that clarity comes from action, right? And so I think when we dismiss something out of hand because we haven't done it before or it feels uncomfortable, all of those are just like outcomes of you just haven't done it before. You haven't tried it. Of course, it's going to feel uncomfortable or scary or whatever it might be. And so I think if you take action, even on a small scale, even if only for a month, then you at least have information like tangible, actionable um, output that tells you like, okay, actually, now I realize that this doesn't work for me or it does. It actually gives you the clarity to help you either keep going down that path or figure out like, nope, I got to go a different direction. Well, and that's a form of internal communication too, right? Like it's the Mm -hmm. external kind of saying, I mean, I think the key is, is that people, well, I'm okay with dismissing something. So am I, I think we should Mm -hmm. dismiss things, but without the consideration piece, then you're doing it kind of blindly. Right. And, and I think that, that, and I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, but this importance around clarity and communication, like the, the need to have those things kind of cross cross over. And yeah. even to the point of almost harmony with the two yeah. is yeah. so important, not just with others, but with yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I think the communication with yourself, that internal processing is the 
I mean, it's throughout the journey for me, but it's certainly, that's the beginning of the process, right? Like that's how I even figure out that I'm feeling uncomfortable about something or I'm starting to consider whether I want to try something new or not. And back to your point about there are some things we do dismiss out of hand. I think there are things that we just know that's not for me. I'm thinking more about those things where it's like, it's a question mark. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Like, I mean, if it, if it doesn't, if it doesn't uh, align with your values, yes, yes, I think, yeah, yeah, you can dismiss it out of hand because it's not, you're not really dismissing it out of hand. Exactly. Exactly. Enough. It's, 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 it's really like a, um, an odd turn of phrase because the values make it so that it's not out of hand. Exactly. Like you're not looking for clarity in that situation. You're very clear. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So I think for something where there is some confusion or some doubt or some uncertainty, and you start to have that internal conversation with yourself. And for me, that does look like writing. That's where that processing comes out. Sometimes I share that writing with other people and hope that my personal experience um, on a micro level also applies to someone else on a macro level and helps them gain some clarity. Sometimes I don't share it at all. Lots and lots of journal entries and, and lists and things I'm sure you know that have helped me gain clarity, but eventually I have to take that communication and do something with it. And then once I do something, once I take action, then I can communicate again. Like, okay, let's start processing. Let's figure out how that worked, how it didn't, where I want to go from there. Um, journaling. You journal. Yes, I do. Yeah. I do, love it. It's such an undervalued and underused tool. Yes. Why don't more people journal, do you think? Well, I think... So I'll speak for myself because I know that even though I do love it and know the value of it, I often will resist it as well. And I think for me, yeah, part of it is I sometimes I I don't want to know, you know, like yeah, I know yeah, yeah, what yeah, the yeah. answer is going to be. When you put because when you put it out there, it's now yep. real. It's exactly. real. It's not. Yeah, and I mean, and that's the resistance. There's so many forms of that. I mean, Pressfield talks about it all the time the resistance, yeah. like the idea of, well, I'm too tired to write. I write all day. Okay, well, yeah. dictate it. Oh yeah. yeah, but I don't like the sound of my own voice. What? Like, yeah. like there's always. But really, what's the what's the core, right? Yeah. And I think journaling is one of those highly undervalued. And I've talked about this before. Productivity tools because you get clarity from those things. Like why didn't, if you see something repeat over and over and over and over again, guess what? That's telling you something. So back to your thing. Like, so you, you, you're, why don't you think more? Is it, I think it is. I mean, I think it's the fear more than anything else, but yeah, I mean, we all face it. There's times I don't want to journal either. And sometimes my journal entries are literally shit still have writer's block. Right. You know what I mean? Like just to, just to keep the streak alive. Right. Over and over again. Yeah, absolutely. Because we're taking something that is perhaps nebulous in our head and we're making it very clear. And then once we make it clear, we can't ignore it anymore. We don't have an excuse to be like, I don't understand. I don't know what's happening with me. I don't know why I keep doing this. Yes, you do actually. Probably. Um, And maybe you need someone else. Maybe you need some external communication to help like get that out of you or guide you. Or Or you just need to consistently do it until you need need it. I know um, Bill Burr, I mean, some people don't like his comedy. I love it. I think he's very insightful. And there's one, um, there's a, one of his comedy specials says, walk your way out of it. Right. And he Mm -hmm. talks about it in a different context, but I think journaling, sometimes it's a write your way out of it. Right. Or write your way through it. Yep. And I think what's interesting about journaling too, is that sometimes I write things down and I'll like sit back, like who wrote that? Like, I really do believe that things sometimes just don't make sense, or you're not even fully aware of what's happening in your head or in your body until you write it down until you externalize it. And 
I don't know if that's a reason why people don't do it. Um, but I continue to be surprised by that, even though I know that it happens very often. I'm going to show like, um, you, I mean, we're doing video, but this is me uh, on my retreat. I'm not going to show you everything, but yeah. I mean, these are all the pages from the journals that I wrote in day one for the, for that entire year. Wow. And there's things that show up repeatedly. Yep. And I'm like, and so I make a habit of writing in my journal daily. And then I review it. Some people review it every quarter and all that mm -hmm. stuff. And I get that. And I think that there's importance to that. But I know every January 1st, I will sit and read a 365 page book. And that wow. book is the story of my year. And I, it, the lessons you learn is are unparalleled because it's, you know, people say, oh, never look back, never look back. I don't think you should dwell. Again, it's like that yeah. nuance of don't, don't dismiss anything out of hand, right? It's the yeah. nuance of, look, you can learn from the past. Mm -hmm. History teaches, right? Mm -hmm. And it's not just history in terms of like American, Canadian world. It's like yeah. your history teaches you things. And you'll learn not only what to do, yep. but what not to do, right? Yep. Absolutely. And you'll learn that like you already had the answer and you always had the answer, you know, or if you are able to see a pattern, because I mean, we're so into our own lives that unless we are looking back and reflecting on yeah. our experiences on, you know, I do a year end exercise. Part of it is just looking back at my calendar for the last year. And like, what are the various things that I invested in or showed up for? And that will bring up different memories and experiences and things like that. But yeah, I think it's a really powerful exercise and it's not about dwelling or making yourself feel bad for, you know, things that you've done or things that you haven't done or whatever it may be. It really is just, a, I mean, if you allow yourself to take a step back and, and look at without a judgmental lens, it's just an opportunity to be reflective and utilize what you already know and what you've already learned going forward. So I want to shift gears a little bit here and talk about the writing practice. Cause mm -hmm. I, I get fascinated with writers. Cause I, I'm a not, I mean, I'm a nonfiction writer, of mm -hmm. course, with what I do. Um, but I like to bring human, like I try to bring it so that people can grasp it. Yeah. So if I'm talking about like breaking down a, ta a project to, to its smallest particles, cause I love alliteration and it just sounds like some, you know, pithy stuff works in a lot of yeah. cases. Right. And so I'll say, you know, break down a, a project to its smallest particles. And they're like, well, yeah, but my to-do list, it makes my to-do list longer. No, it doesn't. It's now just more <laughs> visible, but yep. I'll do things like when you teach a child, like to grocery shop, you don't just say go grocery shopping. You right. actually walk. There's many steps, driving a car, doing laundry. And I try to bring that story of like what everyone mm -hmm. fundamentally will need to do and transfer that into what I teach. So that way it's like, oh, like they get that moment of clarity where it's mm -hmm. like, oh, well, that's why. Yes. If, you know, like email. Well, you know, you get an email and you put it back in your inbox and you mark it as read. So when you get a letter in your mail at home, do you look at it and then go, <laughs> OK, I'll just put this back in my mailbox? Yeah. No, because there's only a certain amount of mail that would fit in there before your postal postal worker says, we are not delivering mail anymore. Yeah. No, what do you do with regular mail? You take the mail, you go, oh, that's the bills folder. Oh, that's yeah. the, you know, so Christmas cards, I'm going to put them on the mantle or whatever, right? Like, it's not like you're going to, and when people think about it that way, you're able to 
Mm-hmm. I don't know what the term is. You would, you, you know what I'm getting at though. You bring yeah. them into something that they can comprehend. Yep. Does that drop, like, that's gotta be something that drives your writing too, right? Like it oh, really, absolutely. You, you must love when you can find that connection and then it's like, mm-hmm. ah, right? Yes. Well, I mean, part of the reason I love creative nonfiction is because as a reader, whenever I read creative nonfiction, personal essays, memoir, whatever it might be, and I'm reading someone's experience, like, let's just say Cheryl Strayed's Wild, right? Yes. I have not hiked the Pacific Crest Trail. And yet I could read her story and resonate with different parts of it. You know, I could resonate with growing up with an absent father. I could resonate with, you know, going through the breakdown of a relationship. I could resonate with these various pieces, even though my story is not the same as hers. And that makes me feel connected, not just to another person, but just like to humanity as a whole, which, you know, maybe sounds a little bit cheesy, but it's like, there is a sense of, I'm not alone in this. There are other things I can look to for guidance you know, um, whatever I'm going through, I can figure it out. Somebody else has figured it out before me and will Mm -hmm. figure it out after me. And so in my writing, I'm trying to do the same thing. Like you were saying, I'm trying to help people comprehend something by taking it away from it's more maybe like academic or dry or, you know, however kind of Mm -hmm. structure and adding humanity to it. Right. and, and helping them take it and place it within their lives in a construct that makes sense. And they're like, oh, okay, yep, I get it now. And now I know how it fits into who I am and how I well, show up in the world. They can make a more informed choice because before mm-hmm. it was so far maybe out of reach or they were yeah. so overwhelmed by everything else. They go, oh, and then they can make a decision that's informed yeah. and go, you know what, Mike, I like the idea of themes because of the way you brought it up, but it's just not going to work for me. But, totally. And that's totally fine. But again, back yeah. to the dismissing out of hand, often yeah. what people do go, no, no, that I, you know, I can't, I don't have control over my calendar. So there's no way I can do it. I'm like, well, wait yeah. a minute. Yep. Then I'll bring up the story of like, well, when do you do your household chores? When do you mm-hmm. go to church? When church? Oh, Sunday. What about football? Sunday. So Sunday's yep. like your football day. Yeah. So that's a theme day. What? Yeah. Yeah. You're doing it. You just need yeah. to own it. Are you a small business owner struggling to find the right talent for your team? I've been there and I know how challenging it can be. That's why I recommend LinkedIn Jobs. It's not just any job board. It's a community where you can find professionals who are the perfect fit for your business, many of whom aren't checking other job sites. In fact, 70% of LinkedIn users aren't visiting other leading job sites, making LinkedIn your best bet for finding top talent. With LinkedIn Jobs, you can post your job and reach qualified candidates quickly. 86% of small businesses find a qualified candidate within 24 hours. And now you can post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation. That's right, for free. Don't miss out on finding top talent. Post your job for free at linkedin.com slash conversation today. Terms and conditions apply. Starting an online business or expanding your physical storefront online has never been easier thanks to Shopify. This global commerce platform supports you at every stage of your business journey. From launching your online shop to managing a million orders, Shopify is there to simplify and accelerate your growth. It's not just about selling products. Shopify helps you manage every aspect of your business with their all-in-one e-commerce platform and in-person POS system. But that's not all. Shopify helps you convert visitors into customers with the best converting checkout process on the internet which performs up to 36% better than other platforms. 
And now a special offer for my listeners. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash timecrafting, all lowercase. Whether you're just starting out or looking to scale up, Shopify is the perfect partner for your business. Managing passwords can be a real headache, right? Think about it. Every website requires a new password. Each one needs to be unique, secure, and somehow memorable. But there's a better way. Welcome to the world of 1Password, where your entire company can generate strong, unique passwords, store them securely, and access them across any device without ever needing a reset. Imagine never having to click Forgot Password again. With 1Password's award-winning design, managing passwords becomes a breeze for you and your entire team. It's trusted by millions, including top companies like IBM and Slack. Here's the best part. My listeners can try 1Password for free for two weeks. Right now, get your free trial at onepassword.com slash productiveconvo. Secure your passwords and simplify your online security with 1Password. Meal planning is important because it prevents us from being a disappointed wreck when dinner time comes around and we have no clue what to make or even if we have the ingredients to make the meal. It's a time and a money saver, but most importantly, it frees up valuable brain space. Creating a meal plan prepares us for the week to come and gives us peace of mind that we're organized and can feed ourselves and our family. That's why I do it, and that's why Plan to Eat helps me do it. Your subscription includes access to the Plan to Eat website and fully featured mobile apps on iOS and Android. And Plan to Eat gives you the tools to clip and organize recipes from any website, the ones your family loves and that fit your dietary preferences and needs. And you can create a meal plan around your schedule. Then what happens is the Plan to Eat software automatically creates an organized shopping list based on your plan. So sign up for your free trial at plantoeat.com slash timecrafting. That's plantoeat.com forward slash timecrafting. The coupon will be automatically applied to your account and can be used when you're ready to subscribe. It's valid for new customers only. Give Plan to Eat a try today. And now let's take a break from my conversation with Jenna to talk about our sponsors. As a founder or business owner, you know what it's like to run your entire business from your inbox. Between the sales, recruiting, and fundraising emails, things can get messy quickly. Streak is a CRM designed to help you stay on top of each part of your process and your inbox without ever leaving Gmail. Streak gives you the tools for email tracking, mail merges, and snippets to save time and scale up your email efficiency. In just a few minutes, you can also set up pipelines right inside your inbox to start tracking your contacts and emails through each process. Streak helps you collaborate by sharing emails and pipelines with your team members, whether you work in an office, out in the field, or on a remote team. Pipelines are completely customizable, so you can track processes and details specific to your business. Access your pipelines on desktop or the mobile app to add and share information in meetings at job sites or however you work on the go. You should sign up for Streak today. Really, you should. Just go to streak.com slash timecrafting and get 20% off your first year of their pro plan, their most popular option. That's streak.com slash timecrafting to get 20% off their pro plan. Again, streak.com slash timecrafting. Check it out. Growing your business takes more than offering a popular product or service. It's essential to have the right people in place to ensure your company operates smoothly and has the potential to expand. LinkedIn Jobs helps you find the best candidates for free. You can get started by posting your job for free to reach LinkedIn's network of 740 million professionals. 
Fill out the targeted screening questions to get your role in front of the most qualified candidates with the experience, skills, and motivation you need. And then use simple tools to filter and prioritize the top candidates you'd like to interview. Now, you're probably already using LinkedIn. You should be. LinkedIn's a fantastic platform, and it's a familiar platform. So if you're using LinkedIn jobs inside of LinkedIn, it's just going to make the process that much easier, that much simpler, and that much more comfortable. Not to mention confident because you have access to so many viable candidates. LinkedIn jobs will help you hire the right person for your role. And your first job post is free. Just visit linkedin.com slash timecrafting. Again, that's linkedin.com slash timecrafting to post your first job for free. Terms and conditions apply. One more time, that's linkedin.com slash timecrafting and post your first job for free today. You know, I'm always trying to reach new people with my work, not just through this podcast, but through all of the other things I have, which are products, services, the writing I do, everything. But I'm not that great at digital marketing. That's why I'm glad I found Meet Otis. Meet Otis is a digital marketing assistant to help target, optimize, and measure campaigns for entrepreneurs and small business owners like me and like you. You can acquire new customers that will love your business all from an easy-to-use app. You create Facebook, Instagram, and Google ads all from the Otis app, and Otis's AI technology intuitively optimizes your daily budget to whichever platform is performing best. Otis can help you get started by creating custom templates for you based on analyzing your point of sale, website data, and available inventory. And you can manage and track results all in real time from the Otis app. Otis users see results for as little as, get this, $10 per day. So if, if you have an online store, let's say you use Shopify, then Meet Otis is exactly what you need. Meet Otis helps plenty of online retailers every day through Shopify, and they can help you too. If you're ready to supercharge your online advertising, then get started with Otis today. Otis is offering my listeners a 14-day free trial plus $50 in ad credit. But you have to go to meetotis.com slash timecrafting to take advantage of this offer. That's M-E-E-T-O-T-I-S dot com slash timecrafting to get your 14-day free trial plus a $50 credit to get started. One more time, that's meetotis.com slash timecrafting and get that 14-day free trial plus the $50 credit to send you on your way. Do it today. And now, let's get back to the show. You bring up um, Charlotte Strange Wild, uh, and I was watching a video essay, and YouTube is such fodder for this. Like, that's yeah. what I watch YouTube for, is yeah. there was a video that actually inspired the talk that I will have done at this point of the Big Ready based on the best superhero mu movie of all time. Now, okay. most people have different, everyone's going to have a different opinion of that. The movie that they're talking about is Captain America Civil War. Mm -hmm. And the reason that they I love this is I watched it, and I'm like, the 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 tone the way the story was told which is so key because it's like the superhero movie but also the 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 lessons he brought yeah. up he showed like the you know the idea of what what cheryl was going through and, and through the clips and stuff like that but also brought it back into a superhero movie which if mm -hmm. anyone has seen my study behind me knows <laughs> i'm digging that stuff yeah so i think that that do you find when you're reading different books. So you, you read fiction. Do you read fiction too? I do. Mm -hmm. Okay. So when you're watching movies or looking at doc or read like any other things you're consuming, I know I'm not alone in this. I'm going to ask you this and I have an, a feeling I know the answer, but when you're looking at it, 
do you find like nuggets of <gasps> this goes, this applies here. I'm going to jot this down so that it, yeah. Okay. hundred percent. One hundred percent. And I mean, it really helped too. Once I actually started creating things, once I started writing that newsletter, it would be like either I'm watching stuff or happening in my life where I would be like, that's going in the newsletter. Yep. Like even now my boyfriend <laughs> will say to me sometimes, he's like, that's going in the newsletter, isn't it? And I'm like, yeah, yeah, yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yes, it is. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Well, and I mean, so I have like some Baron fig notebooks in my jacket pocket. Mm-hmm. I keep, I keep a notebook and pen wherever I go. I have my, um, I have my, uh, my iPhone, which drafts is like in the dock. Like there, mm-hmm. that's where it goes. Um, and and I I did this when I was doing comedy because have you ever seen Jerry Seinfeld's documentary Comedian? No, I haven't. It's worth watching. It's old. It's from like the 90s. And it's when he was like, I think it was just as Seinfeld was in process. But he shows two different comedians coming up with material, him and another one. And he makes this that he lands so well with this argument. He says, you know, when most people, when normal people, he says in air quotes, go to the bathroom on an airplane and they see the razor disposal unit, they're going, ah, someone, I guess, forgot to change their blade and they're going to, you know, they're doing it. When I go into the bathroom, I'm going, who's shaving so much on a plane that they're going through razor blades? And that's how the wolf man, like, like, so that's how that bit comes from. And he said the comedian's mind, like when you start looking at through that lens, then though that's where those ideas come from but that's just not unique to comedians it's yeah. a writer and I, and i mean i identify first as a writer yes you're listening to this podcast right now you're like mike i know you from my podcast but or your podcast mm-hmm. but i am a writer first and foremost yeah like that so when i see something like when i watch the greatest show and i go this is the moment you've waited for hear that lyric and because it's related to time and mm-hmm. i write about time and all that stuff mm-hmm. i'm immediately unintentionally paying attention to that to see if there's yeah. something that I can pull out of it. Yeah. And to have, that's a powerful thing. Mm-hmm. You, you turn it off. I think you're doing yourself a disservice, right? Absolutely. And I, I think I completely agree with you as a writer. I think that that's how your brain just starts to work, that you see these opportunities to, to process, to teach, to share back with other people through these various experiences. But I think you can do that even if you don't consider yourself a writer, if you just kind of like shift your mind to that, like everything is an opportunity for growth, you know? And Mm -hmm. I, I try to be careful. I'm, I love personal development. I love productivity. Like I think you and I are probably on the same wavelength there. And I know there are people in my life who are like, okay, we get it. Like growth, evolution, you know, (laughs) my wife is like that. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, They're like, that's that's enough. Um, But I think that there's, that's part of the opportunity. You don't have to be as into it as we are, but you can still look at life and every experience and everything you watch. And that's the beauty of these various stories and the way they all connect is everything is an opportunity for us to, learn something or gain clarity on something or, you know, grow in some way. And you don't necessarily know how you're, Mm -hmm. when you put work out there, you don't know how people are, once it's out there, you don't know how they're going to interpret it. You can, and you learn from it too, right? Like where are the gaps? Where are the things? Oh, I didn't intend it to come across this way, but oh, someone took it that way. Um, I I can tell you, um, and this isn't a secret I've written about it, but as of us, this recording, I'm actually doing the Tony Robbins challenge that he's got going oh, yeah. five day free challenge. Now mm-hmm. I bought Tony's products back when I was first starting out night owl infomercial, totally susceptible to buying mm-hmm. that stuff. But I've yeah. been in this space long enough and you know enough about it that 
yes, there's there is there is a um, just like anything, there's there's something that is grow, you can grow from, but also it can become a bit of a crutch like there. Yeah. There is that. Um, and I think it's important and I'd love to hear your thoughts on the wind. But when you are. When you're moving for your way through the world, right? So, and and trying to get clear about what you want, um, I th- I want to hear your thoughts on the importance of perspective and going in with that clear mind of what your intention is, mm-hmm. so that you can pay attention to it in the right way. And I'll give you this example: mm-hmm. I bought this Tony, I'm the free challenge, but I also paid for the VIP. Totally transparent to see his process. Mm-hmm. What did the sales page look like? Where was the video? Mm-hmm. How is he doing the training? The content's important too. I will get some stuff out of the content, both good and maybe stuff that I would be like, there's no way I'm going to like do it that way. Yeah. But I went in with a complete clear intent, which allowed my attention to be very focused. Mm-hmm. And that means like today I didn't, te- I didn't attend very much. I have the recordings. I can watch it later because my attention was best served to do other things. Yep. I think how important is it for people when they're trying to, to get as not laser focused. Cause then mm-hmm. we're getting to, yeah. I think we're getting to buzzword, but that idea of like, this is what I want to get out of it. I'm open to other things, but this is, I think I, how, how does that, how do you work with people to make sure that they have that sense? Cause I think that's really important. Yeah. I mean, so I think that I agree with you. I think that it's important. One way that this has shown up for me recently is just being on social media. Like Mm -hmm. I'm not, I enjoy social media. I enjoy looking at Instagram stories, but I am not a big poster myself. And the more that I am moving into my own work, the more I was thinking about, okay, like I should be posting, I should be posting. And I felt this resistance to it. And it finally dawned on me that I wasn't clear on why I wanted to do it. Yeah. The only thing like buzzing around up in my head was like, you should, you should, you should, you should. Yeah. Everybody yeah. else is doing it. So you everybody else doing is it doing too. it. Yeah. Exactly. And, yeah. but that's a hard, that's not a good intention for me. No. And I'm, it doesn't give me any direction. It doesn't help me like show up with authenticity. And so finally I had to take a step back and just like, and it could change, right? Like, yeah. Once, in some season of my life, I could be like, I want to be on here because I, I want to sell this coaching program. And in another, it's, I want to share more of my writing. And, you know, for me right now in full transparency, it's a practice in being visible. That's not something that I'm super comfortable with, but right. if I want to share and help people and hopefully educate with whatever I've gone through and learned that have to be a little bit more comfortable being visible as well. So that's my why right now Mm -hmm. that gives me a direction to go in so that when I'm wanting to take action and gain clarity, I know which way to start. And I can also, I can always choose and change my direction. Right. But I like what you said too, about not being so rigid in the laser focus that like having some flexibility of Again, like I might learn something from this. I might hear something from Tony that I'm like, oh, I didn't expect that. I was just right. here to kind of learn about how to do this, but I got a nugget that is new to me. Well, and, and to your point about cool. and to your point about Instagram, you may start going, I want to be more visible. And then you're like, you know, I really like the photos. Mm-hmm. How, how can I tell a story with this? That's what happened with me with Instagram. Yeah. My Instagram was originally like the same purpose. Like I mm-hmm. gotta be everyone's on it, blah blah blah. Difference is when I got on, it was like fairly early. I don't have a lot of yeah. Instagram followers, but I'm like, how am I going? How am I going to not only do this intentionally, but make it sustainable? Like, yes. so that I'm going to keep in- and I'm like, you know what? I'm going to do images that like I take photos for my journal every single day that go on my journal because yeah. it helps me journal. So yeah. what if I just added 
either took one of those out mm-hmm. or, or added it to. And then I went and then, and the thing is, like you said, it's going to change. So it may not, ch- it could change. Your intent could change the way you do. It could change. So initially it was like, whatever photos. Now it's like today's I'm today's a color. This mm-hmm. one's black and white color. So now you've got this nice visual yeah. pattern and then it's like, okay, I want to write, what does this image say to me and how can I make it teachable? So there's an image um, yeah, there's an image that I actually took the other day and you'll be able to see, there's like a hummingbird in my st- study that mm-hmm. I put on a shelf and it's a print that my wife got from a photographer, a friend of ours, and she had it, gave it to me for, for Christmas. And I was trying my, you know, you can see my study walls, but my study walls are pr- fairly full of stuff. Like, where am I yeah. going to put this? So I was redoing my shelves that are kind of my backdrop for video and stuff like that. And I'm like, I looked at the ground and then I looked down, I'm like, Oh, that shelf. Will this fit on that shelf? Is it hollow? <laughs> and it was Sarah, like yeah. just Sarah. And I'm like, that's the, what I'm going to write about. Mm-hmm. I'm going to write about this thing, which looks great here, but yeah. it's like, sometimes you don't realize where you have room for something mm-hmm. until you slow down, stop. And, and I'm like, uh, and I, I'm getting goosebumps. Just as I, I did too. <laughs> I was just thinking that I'm like, oh, I'm getting goosebumps. But that's the, when you get that, it's like, Mwah! like, it's like, yeah. okay. And the best part is, is that I don't care if I got the goosebumps and I know someone else. Mm-hmm. Will. And here's yeah. the thing is that, um, that change, like the way I treat Instagram has changed the way I treat mm-hmm. YouTube, the way I'm treating my writing. I, I write daily. And someone's like, well, why would you write daily? Like you're not making any money off of it. I'm like, it's not to make money off medium. Yep. It's yep. to keep the keep the skill set, and sure enough, somebody found me on Medium and yep. invited me to do something with Jesse Itzler, who's a pretty well known. I'm like, that wouldn't have happened if I didn't start mm-hmm. writing daily as of September first, and my numbers there aren't great, but yeah. we all know that that's I I can't control that. Yep. yep. And so I think one one thing I, I want to ask you is the idea of. The, the story, like finding the inspiration for that stuff. You said like, it's not just for writers. So how do people, when they feel that resistance, that pull of like, I can't do this because no one else, everyone else is doing something else. Or who mm-hmm. am I to step out and be this person when I'm expected to be this other person and have been for so long. Mm-hmm. When they start to feel that pull mm-hmm. and they, that clarity is emerging, right? How do you help that? that 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 not even focus come in but just almost like the fog lift a little yeah I would say first of all I would encourage someone like that to trust the wisdom of their body because I feel like when that feeling is coming in it's for a reason that doesn't happen to people who are not meant to be taking a different step who are meant to be trying something new the desire is there on purpose so that's the first thing um and then I would say give yourself permission to practice in small ways. Like I think a lot of times when we start to, when that fog starts to lift and we're like, Oh no, I should be doing something else. I should be Mm. in a different career in a different relationship in a different, whatever. Then the the fear feeling comes from, I have to blow up my life right away. And you don't, you really don't. And in fact, sometimes if you start doing small things and moving, like making these little shifts, you'll find that you actually probably don't need to blow up your relationship or even your job, you know, like there could be things you could change in small ways that have a quantum effect on how you feel and how you show up. So that's the other part. And then like we were talking about, 
I highly recommend journaling. I know that there can be a lot of resistance to that from people who don't consider themselves writers. You don't have to necessarily like sit down and free write if that's uncomfortable. You can make a bullet point list. Like you were saying, Mike, you could dictate into your phone. You can find someone you trust and talk to them that way. Maybe record it if you want to go back to it. Like there are different ways, I think, to look at journaling than just filling reams and reams of notebook paper, you know? That's my preference. I feel like there's a lot of power in writing things down, even Mm -hmm. if you don't consider yourself a writer. But I think, you know, if you feel stuck when it comes to journaling, maybe start with the question. What is the question that you have? Write that at the top of the page, set a timer for two minutes, which is like no amount of time. Mm -hmm. And just, and just write, see what your intuition thinks the answer to that question is, or see what your intuition has to say. And I think if people even did that for a week, a couple of weeks, a month, I think they would be really surprised by what would shift from trusting themselves, um, you know, giving themselves permission to start small and really just getting in touch with what's that narrative that's inside their, their head and honestly, their soul. Jenna, this has been a great conversation. I know we could keep going. Yes. Um, we've got a lot, we have lots that we could talk about, especially writing. Oh, I mean, I know. Um, but, but I want to uh, leave uh, the listeners here with, how they can find you and how they can mm-hmm. keep up with you and your work, because I think that there's a lot that you have to offer. And I want to make sure that they go and check out what you've got out there. Thank you, Mike. Um, people can find my coaching business at brave enough to be.com. Um, I also have uh, jennabritton.com where I will share writing and where you can sign up for my newsletter. And then I am uh, Jenna Britton writes W R I T E S on Instagram. And then I also have brave enough to be on Instagram. So you can find me all four of those places. Jenna, thanks again for joining me today on the productivity podcast. Thank you for having me. Thanks to Jenna for joining me, not just on this episode, but also at the big ready in 2021. We're going to be doing it again. And if you want to learn more about that, just go to productivityist.com slash TBR. 2022. We'll put that in the show notes as well as everything else that you need to know about Jenna and all the things we discussed in the show notes wherever you are listening to this podcast app. By the way, while you're listening to this podcast in that podcast app right now, you should click the subscribe button. That way you don't miss a single episode that's coming down the pipeline, including next week's episode with Ashley Willens, the author of Time Smart. But also you can find all of the episodes leading up to this point far easier when you subscribe to the podcast. That way you can have access to the interviews I've had with Keith Ferrazzi, Gretchen Rubin, David Allen, Seth Godin, Chris Bailey, and many, many more. So if you want to make sure that you don't miss a single episode of the podcast, plus get easy access to every episode up to this point, make sure you subscribe to the podcast right now. Just do it. Hit that button. It's really, really easy. And that way you're going to get the Productivity is Podcast week in and week out without fail. Well, that's it for this episode. Until next time, I'm Mike Vardy, the host of the Productivity is Podcast, reminding you to stop guessing and start going. See you later.